Sport with Michael Abramson. Colin Nathan, boxing promoter, trainer, man who's done it all. Colin, I've always um, been an admirer of the the heavy muscular boxers. As a totally blind person, I'm, I'm always fascinated though in the way that they move. Best fight you've ever witnessed live where both boxers have pushed each other to the very limit. Well, I don't think both fighters were pushed to the limit. Hassan Rahman in 2001 in April fought uh, Lennox Lewis at Carnival City and it was called Thunder in Africa. Lewis was a heavy, heavy favorite, but he ended up getting knocked out in the fifth round. Top Sport on SAFM. It's tea time on Top Sport with Michael Abramson. Indeed it is. On a Thursday night, we generally try to have some form of golf feature and we're joined once again on the line by a regular correspondent on the show, Michael Flismus, to tell us about the, the final event on the Sunshine Tour. It's the Serengeti Estate event taking place today at Serengeti Estate, Kempton Park. Uh, Michael, the scoring last week in, on the Sunshine Tour in the Stella Artois event last week was ridiculous. I mean, the winner winning Carl Barker with a score of 30 under par. What was the scoring like today on day one of the, of the, penult, of the ultimate event on the Tour? Yeah, Michael, it was, uh, last week was uh, a new benchmark indeed. And we had that wonderful 59 by uh, Casey Jarvis last mm. week as well. Um, this week, today, the Tour Championship, as you said, season-ending tournament on the Sunshine Tour, Serengeti Estates, um, a bit of wind, uh, a bit more tough pin placements, and uh, a softer golf course that, that allowed a bit more leniency. But, uh, but yeah, Yaku is leading the way with a 66 today, bogey-free 66, and he's one stroke clear of that, uh, that young star, Casey Jarvis, Keenan Davitzer, and then J.J. Senecal also there on that 67. But, uh, but yeah, so, so the scoring a, a little bit more in check. Um, but, but certainly last week, I don't think was, uh, again, was a reflection of a golf course that played uh, necessarily so easy. Mm. Um, I, I, I do think it was, it was a golf course that was receptive. You know, when you give uh, these kind of professionals greens like that, um, they're going to make putts, and, and, and they certainly did. But, yeah, a 66 today was, was, was a pretty decent score out there because uh, it, it's, very, it's always very strange for me, Michael, when I come up to Serengeti Estates. It's, it's really strange for me how the wind blows uh, at Serengeti. Mm. It's, uh, it really can rip through there, and, uh, and it makes it an interesting golf course as a result of that. A really good test. You mentioned the golf course. It's hosted some some big events in the past, but also a signature design course by Jack Nicklaus, I believe the fifth that he's designed in South Africa. There seem to be Jack Nicklaus design courses all over the world. What specifically or what features did he perhaps introduce or what is unique about Serengeti in, in terms of that and things that uh, maybe challenge some golfers on certain holes? Well, Nicklaus is renowned uh, in his designs. You know, there's, there's ample bunkering in all of his uh, designs. Hello, Michael. So, um, so okay. that is Michael. We're we're, we're battling to hear you breaking up a little bit. If you wouldn't mind just picking up that question again, we'll just see if the line is of of sufficient quality. But yeah, so 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 basically, a, a, a Nicholas design is always going to have ample bunkering uh, on the golf course, and uh, it's it's. It's very well-placed bunkering, very strategic. But, um, but Jack Nicholas has always loved 
some some good bunkers out there. Um, you know, Serengeti is pretty favourable off the tee, though. Some 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 wide fairways for the professionals. Um, and then you know the greens. Nicholas has, has, has always been uh, sort of a, a foremost campaigner of the greens uh, being being a, a good enough challenge. Yeah. Um, I, you know, strangely, he's never liked. And I, I, you know, I actually remember having a conversation with him about it when he when he when he designed Pekinwood, his first um, golf course uh, in South Africa. And he's never liked a blind rise to a green. He's always felt. You need to see. You need to be rewarded. You need to see what you're heading into because, as a player, he's never loved a, a blind rise to a green. So, uh, right. so yeah, those are those are sort of some of the elements that will come into a Nicholas design. Obviously, still three more rounds to go. Lots of golf still to be played. Tell us a little bit about Oki Stradom and his position on the on the Luno uh, Tour Order of Merits and where he stands there. Is can he be caught at all, or is that cut and dried? He can't be caught. It's uh, it's done and dusted. Straight on the uh, the Luna Order of Merit on, on the Sunshine Tour, and um, as a result of that, um, you know it's it's uh, it's some some big incentive that that, that that sort of come his way. He, he gets a spot in the Open Championship at Royal Liverpool, wonderful venue for an Open Championship. Um, he gets uh, um, a spot in the the PGA Championship as a result of the Federation ranking on the official World Golf ranking. So just again, indication of how the Sunshine Tour really pushes and punches above its weight on a global stage in terms of really fighting for uh, for sort of you know its, its position and and those kind of exemptions on on a global stage. And uh, and then he gets a spot in the U.S. Open as well through through his DP World Tour ranking, and of course he's a he's a two-time winner on the DP World Tour. So it's been a massive season for Oki Stradom. It's been it's been huge, a, a life-changing season for him, and uh, and he's he's certainly going to reap the reward. Struggled today with a 74, but um, but he does love Serengeti. Really enjoys that golf course. So um, I think. Uh, I think we might see something over the next few rounds. Of course, there's no cut in this event. Um, top 50 available players on the Sunshine to Order of Merit. So, uh, so yes, there's, a, there's three rounds to make up for it. Fantastic. We look forward to seeing how his progress goes. Just a final question, Michael. I see today that Live Golf are discussing the possibility of a women's tour. Uh, that sounds very exciting. What are your thoughts on that? Um, um, I mixed thoughts, uh, Michael. You know, there's, there's a lot of plans and, and, and there's a lot of you know, talk around these things. Um, you know, whether you want to whether you want to break off and 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 start something else, or whether you want to support something that's existing in the game. I know certainly the LPGA tour and the LET tour has done decades worth of work to to get women's golf to where it is, to mm. get the recognition in women's golf, and 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 massively important work. Um, blood, sweat, and tears. There's, there's, there's women that were founding members of that LPGA tour that have, that have given their lives to, to, to get that tour off the ground to the point where it is now. Similarly, the LET tour, you know, South Africa playing a role there as well with some co-sanctioned events on the LET tour to get it to the point where it is. Um, you know, it, it, yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to see support of, of, of existing mm. uh Sort of, sort of tours in the game, um, rather than fracturing it even more. Um, we were really dealing with a bit of a fractured situation, um, and I know there's massive egos at play, and I know there's lots 
at play. And I know we all need to sit around the table and talk about it. But um, but uh, but you know, let's not take that into the women's game. Um, you know, the women's game needs needs all the support it can get, and and I wouldn't want to dilute that. I, that's my personal opinion. Michael, always great to chat to you. Thank you for your forthright views on the subjects, and we look forward to catching up with you in the days ahead to find out exactly what happened at that event at Serengeti. Michael Flismus, our golfing correspondent. And now I believe we have a call on the line to attempt the quiz question, which I asked you tonight. Just a reminder of the question. Following six teams are either playing or have recently played in the top flight of the PSL. I'm talking about Barocca FC, Amazulu, Sundowns, Bloom Celtic, Maruma, Gallants, and Golden Arrows. What do these six teams have in common that other clubs don't? I believe we have Butty on the line. Butty, good evening to you. We're going to take your call live. Tell us what you think the answer is. Hello, Butty. No, Butty's disappeared. So at the moment, we've had uh, a caller who called in earlier and said it had something to do with the yellow and green on, on the kits. I must say, Amazulu don't have any yellow on their kit, nor, do, nor does... Uh, one or two of the other teams, Bloom Celtic, for example, never had any yellow on their kit. So do you think the, the answers, the listeners are right? Do you think they're wrong? What are your thoughts in terms of that? And also we've heard some thoughts on the Springbok rugby coach after Jacques Ninaba steps down after the World Cup. What are your thoughts on that? We'll be looking more extensively at rugby tomorrow in the show because, of course, it's a big weekend in the United Rugby Championship and also... It is the Curry Cup weekend as well. It's big soccer this weekend as well. I have to uh, practice saying Shwili Twala or, uh, or that expression to describe the, the nickname, of course, the sobriquet of Royal AM, which is very, very difficult for Numulungu to say. But we'll give it a try. Butti, I believe we've got you back on the line. Can you, I'm, going to ask you to be, I'm going to ask you to be very brief, please. Just tell us what you think the answer is to the question. Hey, Brother Mike, hello. How are you, Butty? Tell me the answer. I'm dying to know if you're right or wrong. No. Okay, we tried twice, Butty. I'm sorry. You, in future, maybe just send us a voice note. It's, it's a lot easier for us to play in. And let me tell you what the answer is then to that quiz question. And Butty, if you're listening to the show, you can see if you were right or not. I must say, TK in Cape Town, I, I'm, I bow to your knowledge because you thought out the box and you gave me an answer which was almost spot on. I didn't think too many listeners would get this right. I was interested to see what they would say. You were wrong about the yellow, but you were spot on about the green. These are the six teams who have played or currently play in the PSL who have green in their kit. And green is quite an unusual color to have. Barocca FC played in green jerseys. Amazulu, of course, play in green. Sundowns have green numbers on their backs. Bloom Celtic with those famous green and white stripes. Maruma Gallants have a bit of green with their blue. And Golden Arrows, of course, play in green and yellow. So those are the only six teams who have played recently or currently play in the PSL who have green in their kit. And why I mention it as such an interesting question is, in fact, in England, if you go through all the leagues in England, there are only four teams in all the leagues, over 100 teams, who have green in their kit. One of them is Norwich City, of course, are my team, trying to get a spot in the Premier League next season. Plymouth Argyle, who are likely to be promoted to the Championship. They're currently right at the top of League One. Yeovil Town play in green. They are in the Conference League, which is the league below League Two, effectively the fifth division. And Forest Green Rovers, who were relegated to League Two. Those are the only four sides in England who have green in their colours. So green's quite unusual. It used to be a colour reserved for goalkeepers' jerseys. 
and that's why a lot of teams don't use the color green. But well done, TK from Cape Town. You were virtually spot on with your answer, and I'm very impressed. Hope you enjoyed the show tonight. We try to introduce you to lots and lots of different sports. Uh, we spoke about polo, rugby, cricket, the event at Elka Stadium, of course. We looked at golf. We looked at tennis, rugby, and plenty more. Tomorrow night, we'll look ahead to the weekend's action.